What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Onyx here at Going Full Nerd. I got a question. Do you like this podcast? If so, great. I'd like to share with you. It isn't cheap to produce a weekly podcast, so I could really use your help. Take the time to visit anchor.fm slash goingfullnerd slash support and become a supporter. You could choose the amount of your support, get an exclusive supporter shout out, and receive access to exclusive supporter giveaways. So thanks in advance, and let's keep that nerdy goodness going. Peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. You proved to me yeah. that rising to the top was my destiny. Yeah. And you can see whatever from behind me, but I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. What's happening, everybody? I'm still fly. To you. On the inside out, oh, it's time. Say it with your chest now. Say it with your chest. I'm free. Can't nobody take it here and now. It's my time to ride it. Anyway, what's happening, everybody? It's your boy Onyx here, at going full nerd. It's Sunday, six. Six o'clock or close enough thereof, and I'm here recording the podcast once again, going full nerd. Yo, what's up? What's happening? What's going on? It's been another long work week, and we're getting ready to start another one. So let's take that deep breath. Let it out. And let's get to this week's uh, slight review so we can get back to our families, enjoy, and, you know, relax while Sunday kind of just mellows out and rides out. So, yo, you check this out, y'all. We can't start a show without the shameless plug. I mean, my boy Ricky called me up one day. He said, yo, he said, listen, he's like, why I got to listen through four minutes of you jibber-jabber before we even get to the content of the show. I said, because the shameless plug is something, it's a time-honored tradition that I have done from the beginning of me playing around on YouTube and podcasting and all this other stuff. So you're going to get the shameless plug no matter what. what. And the shameless plug kind of goes like this, folks. Just remember, please, if you're checking out the podcast, please check out the podcast on 
Whew, it's home at anchor.fm slash goingfullnerd. You can also check out the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Ooh, I think I got that out. Plus, I'm glad you're sitting here watching on youtube.com slash going full nerd yes you you you're doing that but if you're not subscribed and you kind of like hearing this voice or seeing this wonderful chisel sculptured look go ahead hit the subscribe button and hit the bell to get ding 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 when you get notifications of me posting some random stuff and all that good stuff on the internet Plus, if you want to hear the latest in comic book news, or at least when I get it, you can go to goingfullnerd.com. I think I got everything. I think I got everything other than follow me on Twitter. And that Twitter handle is at Onyx, O-N-Y-X-X-X-1969. Okay, I think I got that done. I think the shameless plug is done. Whoo, man. Okay. So let's get into this week. We're going to get into the nerdy news, but we're going we're gonna to do it. Here's my take on this week's nerdy news before we get to the subject matter of the show. And if you've seen the thumbnail, you know the subject of the show is vampires versus the Bronx. Because in New York, the last thing I worry about is vampires. Okay. So. Here's the deal, all right? But we, we before we get to that, we are going to talk about a couple of things that came across the news. It is what it is. It is what it is. So, Zack Snyder is unleashed. Yes, Zack Snyder's unleashed. Yo, there's a thing of doing too much. I mean, we could call being extra or doing way too much, but here goes the thing. Your boy Zack Snyder got a lot of money to have Zack Snyder's Justice League. I mean, everybody was kind of saying, they were throwing it out there, and they was like, listen, listen, he he didn't finish his movie. They messed it up, blah, 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 blah. And then they, you know, had their fan drive, and they got everything done. Warner Brothers caved in and said, okay, we're going to release the Snyder Cut. We're going to throw an extra $70 million at this guy for reshoots. $70 million for reshoots. and we're going to go ahead and let him finish the movie he wanted to put out. Well, here's the deal. There's a thing as being too much or being too extra. We're getting the return of Jared Leto as the Joker. You remember the Joker with the iced out grill, the tattoos, looking like he just stepped out of a... I don't know what he stepped out of, but that wasn't my Joker. But anyway... We getting that. And then we also got an announcement that Joe Mangiello, this was actually pretty cool because I seen it's coming as Deathstroke. The costume looked real good when they showed it before. You know, that end scene. And oh man, that was that was hot. So we're gonna get something crazy and something good. But here goes the thing. It brings me back to my original statements before they announced they were gonna release the Snyder Cut, and that is I don't think the Snyder Cut was a complete I existed, okay? I think it was a lot of storyboards. I think it was a lot of, you know, hey, I wanted this here, that there. But I don't think it was a solid cut like everybody tried to portray it. Why? 
Because if Warner Brothers is paying $70 million, $70 million, let me say it again, all right? For reshoots, a cut of this movie did not exist. A true cut did not exist. You could get a trailer from an incomplete film. You could put together a trailer out of internet clips for all I care. Okay, but it is the thing. Just remember this before I get on to the next subject. The average film outside of being a big budget superhero or sci-fi film has a shooting budget of 100 million. That is the average. Okay, not the norm, the average or the extreme. You know, Avengers 300 something mil, Justice League, the Josh Whedon cut. 600 mil. Yo, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It is what it is, folks. It is what it is. But, hey, not my call. I don't make those decisions. All right. Also in the news, Marvel Netflix character rights are now coming back to Marvel Studios. Okay. Think about this. Marvel Studios and the Marvel shows on Netflix have a complicated relationship okay so you know we got some pretty good stuff on netflix we ended up with jessica jones luke cage iron fish daredevil punisher all that good stuff they even did the defenders a little bit and it was connected to the mcu but it wasn't connected to the mcu they treated it bad they did it good you know and all this other good stuff so let's cut to the chase it's been two years since they canceled the first marvel netflix show which was iron fist and as of october 12th the rights to that character and all associated characters from that show are now back with Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige and the crew, which means now they can go ahead and cast Iron Fist with the same guy or a different guy for an MCU connected appearance. A couple of weeks from now, we're going to get Luke Cage back. And then in 2021, we will get Punisher, Jessica Jones, and um, Daredevil back. So here goes the deal. If all this happens and they do do this, we're still a long way away from getting those characters inside of the MCU proper. But the thing about it is, is there are still two wayward characters after Disney's gotten all the stuff. We are still not with the complete rights for Submariner and the Hulk, okay? Submariner and the Hulk still are controlled by Universal Studios, which keeps us from getting a standalone movie with either one of those characters. They could possibly show up in a Marvel Cinematic Universe as a side character, but hopefully one day we could get them on their own. But let's be happy with getting Luke Cage, Daredevil, and the Punisher back within the next year. Whew. Wow. Wow. Now, I'm looking at the chat comments. You tell, my, man, my man Omar throws out there. He says, what about Hellstrom? Well, we talked a little bit about Hellstrom last week. Hellstrom, it was actually approved to go on Hulu prior to Kevin Feige taking over as complete creative head. So, pretty much... Marvel was like, F it, we're going to throw it out there. We're going to let that happen. We're going to put it on Hulu. It's never going to get 
ever, ever, ever going to get a second season from my humble opinion. Those guys got that one season in. It is what it is. It'll probably get rebooted. Being that we're getting Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, they can claim all of it is MCU and say it was just an alternate reality that was covered. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense to y'all. That's how it makes sense to me. I mean, I've been a comic book fan for a long, 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 long time. And being a comic book fan for that long of a period, well, you know, it happens. It happens. You, you, you deal with alternate stories. You deal with sliding timelines. You deal with slight differences in how the characters drawn or portrayed. It is what it is. And you are still going to wait for that Daredevil Season 3 review. I have still yet to watch the complete Daredevil Season 3. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is what it is, folks. It is what it is. I want him in I want Charlie Cox in the MCU as Peter Parker's lawyer in the next Spider-Man. That's what I want. Then maybe I'll go back. Let's pop open the adult beverage, okay? Hmm. Now that we've done that, we are at the 12 minute mark. And let's talk about a couple of things. I'm gonna make some of y'all mad. I'm gonna make some of y'all mad. Now. I'm going to date myself a little bit. Ugh. I grew up in New York. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a cool, cool New Yorker. All right? I may not live in New York anymore, but you can take the boy out of New York, but you can't take the New York out the boy. That's what it is. So here's the thing. I grew up in New York in the late 80s, and we had our share. We had our share of stuff to worry about, okay? The last thing we had to worry about growing up in New York was vampires. Or did we? Now, here goes the thing. I used to sneak into Manhattan. Me and my god brother say we're going to spend the night at each other's house. Next thing you know, we hopping on the E train and we getting off at uh, the World Trade Center stop. And we spend all night chilling until the trains could barely take us back in Manhattan. And we used to make jokes about people getting snatched up in alleyways and stuff like that. Be like, oh, we got you. You know? Now, Vampires versus the Bronx <laughs> is one of those, okay? Vampire versus the Bronx is the horror comedy we did not ask for, nor we did not expect, okay? I'm going to throw it. Now, I'm going to give you here's my take. This is my take on Vampires versus the Bronx. First thing I'm going to say is... As Halloween slowly approaches, I was trying to find something pretty good. And I, I started to toss a coin between Vampires versus the Bronx and Hubie's Halloween. Now, I've seen a lot of mainstream stuff doing Hubie's Halloween on Netflix. They did the reviews and all that. So I said, I'm not going to watch Hubie's Halloween. I'm going to watch Vampires versus the Bronx. Okay. Now. <laughs> Now, here goes the thing. The premise of the film goes as follows. When gentrification from an unlikely and deadly source 
creeps into the Bronx. And anybody that knows me knows nothing, that knows New York knows nothing creeps in the Bronx. But a group of teenage friends rallied to save their beloved local bodega and fight against a supernatural force intent on taking over that or taking over their home at all costs. That's the official premise of Vampires versus the Bronx. Now, the first thing when I started watching this movie, I said, okay, well let me give it a let me give it a chance. Let me see. And the first thing that I said is this movie has nothing but 100% feel of the Lost Boys. Yes, Deandra, you said it. It feels like the Lost Boys. It's straight up. I like to call it Lost Boys-esque. Is that even a word? Who knows? Who cares? All right. And, you know, the similarities were there, the friends and everything. They find out about the vampires. The vampires are taking over their neighborhood. You know, a lot of missing people. I mean, the opening scene, not the even just I'm not going to really spoil it, but the opening scene has Zoe Saldana, you know, Zoe Saldana, you know, Gamora. Okay, you know, with like the most horrible Boricua accent. I mean, I'm like, really? You know, it was like she was to me, it was like she was trying to do uh um she was she might as well have impersonated my girl from White Men Can't Jump or from Do the Right Thing, Mookie, Mookie. She might as well have did that. I was totally offended. <laughs> All right. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Now, here goes the deal. Here goes the deal. While this movie got a pretty good reception on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 92% on not Rotten Tomatoes, a 92% fresh. That says to me, wow, this might be a good ass movie. I might. Yo, if this if it, it, it started reminding me of Lost Boys, I paused it at that point. I said, wait a minute. Let me check what Rotten Tomatoes said. Let me hear what they said. And they was like, yo, this is it's 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 a good they was like, oh funny, you know. Okay. I'ma be honest. I found myself, I chuckled a couple of times. But you know what? I didn't feel like I was like, oh, I wasn't like belly laugh. I was like, I wasn't like, oh snap, this is let me rewind and hear this joke. No. No, I wasn't there. And I said, well, yeah, okay, well, I'm gonna sit, let me sit and watch this some more. You know? And then Method Man comes out as a priest. I said, okay, okay. Zoe Saldana, she was, she was a cameo. But now, now my man Method Man gonna pop in. He gonna, you know, get Meth in here. You know, a rapper gets into a movie like this. I know he about to be Yo, I'm about to throw down. Then he disappears. And we've got and we stuck with our three main characters, these boys. Now, I'm gonna say, outside of a couple of chuckles, this had to be the most boring movie I have ever watched. I can't get that hour and 40 minutes back out of my life. Let me tell you, each scene was predictable. It was slow paced and one dimensional 
character portrayals that played to all the minor stereotypes of New Yorkers, especially the ones from the Bronx. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Now, this is going to be my thing. This is going to be my thing. It wasn't over the top in stereotypes, but it did play heavy on the gentrification thing. And, you know, hey, those of us who lived in these neighborhoods growing up or been by these neighborhoods back in the day, or we know these areas, we know that it's true. I mean, I've been to Brooklyn a few times and there was a couple of parts of Brooklyn that I used to be like, yo, I'm not walking through there. And then the parts in Brooklyn, now I go in there, it's like there's a Starbucks on the corner and I can see people walking with their whole food bags and the stuff. I'm not exaggerating. I'm just telling the truth. Okay. This is a kind of a play on it, but it's also saying that, hey, the vampires are doing it. But the bottom line is this. It really didn't grab me as one of those films that I could sit there and say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to laugh. It, it, gives, it didn't give me no over-the-top stuff. It was just straight up, even keel. I mean, yeah, you know, just seeing the garlic adobo, you know, it's like, okay, come on now. Come on now. And, you know, it, it, it could have been better. It could have been way better. You know, the premise was good. They could have went at it, Lost Boys. I mean, I mean, I'm glad they didn't have my man playing a saxophone with no shirt, but the vampire makeup was kind of crazy. You know, it was real predictable as far as who the head vampire was, as far as I was concerned. And it is what it is. You know, they, they went off with the basic vampire legend stuff, and they referenced the movie Blade with Wesley Snipes a hell of a lot. It's still not the worst vampire movie I have ever watched and seen. <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> Twilight trilogy. Oh, at least they weren't sparkling. So here's the thing. If you want to watch a vampire flick, this is what I'm going to need you to do. I'm going to need you to go on Amazon. I'm going to need you to go find on your alternate means websites. Go pick up and watch The Lost Boy. If you want to check out something a little more serious with vampires, go check out Fright Night. Not the remake with Colin Farrell. Go check out the old school Fright Night. That was a pretty hot vampire movie that this one seemed to also take some cues from. If you want to watch a totally serious vampire movie that will get you going, go and watch Interview with a Vampire. I just gave you some good, cool vampire movies that you can watch, chill with, Right before Halloween, since we're going to be indoors and there's not going to be a lot of trick-or-treating and all that, or there should not be a lot of trick-or-treating with COVID and all this other BS going on. So that's what I'm going to say. So this is too goofy. It's too campy. I'm going to give it a two out of five on the going full nerd scale, only because I like the fact my man Method Man was in it, and I'm surprised he didn't blow up. <laughs> playing a priest it is what it is i'm not going in hard on it i'm just keeping it real if you're going to watch it watch it as a one-off joke if you liked it i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry it's the simple things in life that make us all happy and this movie is one of those things it's one of the simple things in life i'm sorry i'm sorry but that's coming from a guy who likes mystery men so it is what it is. I appreciate that everybody likes stuff. But anyway, that's it. I'm at the 22-minute mark. Your boy is done.
your boy is done. I'm getting ready to go play some video games or something. Hey, check this out. If you want to donate to the channel, please, you see it on the scrolling bar. You can go to goingfullnerd.stream and you can donate. That helps me keep going. It 100% comes to me. And I'm still trying to decide. I don't know if I'm going to do it on November 7th or November 14th, but we got the Extra Life Children's Miracle Network Hospital charity eight hours of video game fundraising i'm going to be doing that again this year um so far we've got roughly about 200 dollars raised up for children's national medical center in washington dc come on everybody i know give a little bit out your heart i'd like to thank everybody that has donated so far and let's keep it going anyway as always, I like to say one more thing. If you can't say anything nice about anybody, don't say it at all. Send it to me. I'll say it for you. November 3rd, get out there and vote if you haven't already done so. Peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. Yo, yo, should I, should I do some different music? Should I do some different music? Should I go hard on us now? You know what? I think I'm going to go hard. Tell me, do you want it? Uh, I'm going to go hard on the music. So let's get this in. Fade in. I want it. Want it. Hit that auto tune. Want it. <laughs> Hey everybody, I appreciate each and every one of you listening. And as always, I like to say thank you. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Omar. Thank you, Wilbur. Thank you, Deandra. Thanks for everybody that joins in on the live chat. Thanks out to everybody that listens on the podcast. Thanks for everybody that attempts to call in. Yo, Please send your ideas, send your thoughts. We're going to start going through some old movies. We're going to go through a whole bunch of different stuff. And we're going to just randomly talk about stuff. I'm, 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 I'm feeling it. I'm getting hype again. Maybe it's because the winter's coming up and this keeps me warm on the inside. Peace, y'all. And I'm out of here. Thank you.